Welcome back to God Factor, where we raise awareness about God's invincible hand working behind the scene. Fasten your seatbelts, get comfortable, and open up your hearts to receive from today's podcast with Lola and Josephine. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to God Factor. Before we start, we just want to thank everybody for your, everyone for your feedback and for your questions. We greatly appreciate you all and you are honestly the best audience ever. So thank you so much and keep those questions and feedback coming. In today's episode, um, we've gotten a lot of questions and feedback uh, to elaborate more on how you get to know someone on the spiritual level. So today we're going to talk about that. So hello everyone, Uh, during our last episode we did talk about dating and that during dating it's important to get to know the person on a spiritual level and also from dating when you move into courtship you get to know the person on a soul level and when you eventually get married to the person by the will of god then you get to know the person on the body level which is the physical intimacy and we've seen a lot of questions regarding please make it practical how do i get to know somebody on the soul on the spirit level and that's what josephine and myself will be addressing today First and foremost, it's important that you know that a child of God, a born-again Christian, is a spirit. It's a spirit. You live in a body and you have a soul. So your real self is your spirit self. Your real self is not your soul. Even though your soul goes before the Lord in judgment, but you are a spirit. When God made you in the Garden of Eden, what he did was to share his spirit with you. He breathed into Adam and Adam become a living soul. So you are a spirit. And if anybody wants to get to know you intimately and on a deeper level, that person needs to get to know your spirit first and foremost. And here is your question. The spirit is not something that you can see physically. How do I get to know somebody in the spirit level? And here is your answer today. You see, one of the questions, one of the scriptural passage that changed my life a lot is in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14. He said, don't become partners with those who reject God. I'm reading from the message version. How can you make a partnership out of right and wrong? That's not partnership, that's war. Is light best friends with dark? Does Christ go strolling with the devil? Do trust and mistrust hold hands? Who would think of you setting up pagan idols in God's holy temple? But that is exactly what we are, each of us, a temple in which God lives. God himself put it this way, I'll live in them, move in them, I'll be their God, I'll they be my people. 
So leave the corruption and compromise. Leave it for good, says God. Don't link up with those who would pollute you. I want you all for myself. I'll be a father to you and you'll be sons and daughters to me. The word of the master God. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 to 18 in message version. So God made it explicitly clear here that he wants us to go into partnership with people who have the same spirit as we are. That is somebody who is a born again Christian, somebody who is genuinely converted. But here is the problem. Sometimes how do we even know who is born again? How do we know if somebody have an intimacy with God? It's very, very simple. Very, very simple. Number one, the first question to ask whoever you're dating is, are you a Christian? Of course, the person may say yes. She may say, oh, yeah, 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 I'm a Christian. But does everybody who goes to church, they are not a Christian. Because you go to church, because you are involved in choir, you are involved in ushering department, you are actively involved. That does not really qualify you as a Christian. So you need to go deeper into asking some practical questions and some of those practical questions are the questions that we'll be going into right now so i'll hand it over to josephine so in the content of dating you need to first ask the person is he or she a christian under that you need to consider the following and if you have a pen with you or a paper with you i suggest you write this down First of all, you need to ask the person, when did you give your life to Christ? Does he or she remember the date that he gave his life to Christ? Or do they remember the circumstances in which, you know, that happened? The second question you need to ask is, what happened afterwards? How did your life change after giving your life to Christ? And then the third thing is, tell me about your relationship with God what kind of relationship do you have with god do you talk to him every day do you fellowship with him every day do you read your bible every day you know things like that and thank you josephine this is very very important because christianity is not a religion christianity is a personal relationship with god you want to you want to discover this person on a deeper level especially his or our relationship with God. How often do you pray? Do you do your quiet time? Do you have a church that you attend? How often do you go to church? Are you close to your pastor or to your departmental leader or to your cell leader? You want to ask the person question, do you go for Bible study? What exactly are you studying in the Bible right now? Do you study Bible character? Or do you have a devotional that you'd use every day in talking to God? You want to ask the person, you know, what, what role do you play in your local church? You know, you want, to, you want to explore all this. This is very, very important. It's as important as you can think of it to be. Because look, you need to know that this person has a relationship with God. And this person has the same spirit as you are before you get into any commitment with the person at all. Another question you may even want to ask is, do you believe in giving offering to God? Do you believe in tithing to God? Do you believe in investing into the kingdom of God? How about fasting? When was the last time you fasted? 
When was the last time you devoted a time to be in the presence of God? Do you go for retreat? Do you go for Christian conferences? These are some of the questions that you need to ask this person. Answers to this question, if you listen in your spirit, will show to you whether this person is actually born again or not. You know, if this person does not feel, you may ask questions like, do you feel comfortable praying outside? Are you comfortable evangelizing? When was the last time you talked to somebody about the love of God, about what God did for you? Does your best friend know that you are a Christian, that you are born again? These are all the questions that we need to ask the person. But honestly, people, I realize that sometimes what happens is we make excuses for people that we are dating, you know, especially in the area of, for instance, you know, you may say words like, oh, he is a nice guy, you know. I've seen people say that to me, Pastor Lola is such a nice guy. Hey, let me tell you, nice guy cannot make it to heaven. And being nice cannot sustain your marriage in the future. A nice guy can change because he's just being nice in his soul, but the soul do change. So his spirit needs to really be connected to God. It needs to be under the influence of God. Like Josephine was asking, part of the question to ask him is, has God ever influenced any decision in your life? You decided to do something, but God just interjected and you did something else because God wanted you to do something else. Another one will say, oh no, he doesn't go to church because somebody wronged him in church. Okay, yeah, somebody wronged him in church, but if somebody wronged him, at the bank, maybe he uses TD Bank like myself. Has he stopped? Has he stopped going to the bank to withdraw his money? <laughs> you know. So these are the excuses we give for the people, especially when we're emotionally connected with them. Another person will say, "Um, I think it's open. I can witness to him and get him born again." You know, later on. Look, <laughs> some people will say it will change when we marry. If he won't change to get you, he won't change to keep you. You're not the Holy Spirit. Please, darling, I'm begging you. You're not the Holy Spirit to change somebody. True conversion comes from the Spirit of the Lord. Somebody will say, I told him he had to be a Christian and he has started going to church. He goes with me to Bible study. Who told you that that conversion is really genuine? Maybe he changed because he wanted to get you. And as soon as he's gotten you, he might quit going to church. Some of the questions that I've had people say to me, some of the you know, answers. People will say, oh, there are so many hypocrites in church, so I don't even want to go to church. Well, if there are hypocrites in church, you need to encourage her to say, go to church and show people what Christianity look like. You know, another one also is we say, oh no, I don't want him to be, think I'm fanatic, so I'm just toning it down. Honestly, what is happening there is you are afraid you might lose him. So because of that, you're compromising your Christian stand. You see, these are all the lies that the devil tells in order to get us to be involved in a relationship that is outside the will of God. So it's important that we ask all these questions, find out if this person is actually genuinely born again. So 
Oh, um, I have a question about the person's involvement in church. So, what if the person is the person is a born again Christian, but yet is not too involved with um, the things of the church? She just come here. She just comes to church and just you know worships God and and leaves. Is that a red flag for you, or it's just like it's just normal? Yeah, I th- I think for me that would be a red flag if he shows up in church once in a while, because honestly, what I've discovered. Mm-hmm. In- Sorry, now that he shows up to church once now he comes to church he or she comes to church, but is not involved in like choir or ushering department or, um, prayer team kind of like that. But he just comes and worships God and then leaves. So it depends on how long that person has been in church. You know, if somebody is just giving his or her life to Christ, it might take time for them to be able to figure out where they want to be involved, what department they want to be. But if this person has given his or her life to Christ for a number of years and is still sitting down, is not involved in any way, is not giving back to God. See, the degree of your love for God is determined by how much you're willing to sacrifice for God. And as a born-again Christian, you want to make sure that you get involved with somebody who genuinely love God. If you look, you're my daughter and I love you. Mm-hmm. I do things for you. So if you really say that you love God, you know, and you go to his church, nobody needs to coerce you to be involved. The degree of our involvement might be different due to our work schedule and what we do. Mm-hmm. But at least those foundations should be there. Mm-hmm. Because if he just goes to church on a regular basis, he doesn't do anything, he's not involved in anything, there's a probability that this person, even after marriage, when children are there, a lot of involvement, he might begin to slide away and his involvement might begin to reduce. He might even, you know, start compromising going to church on a Sunday basis. So you want somebody who is super excited about God, Mm -hmm. super involved with God, because you need that person to be able to pull your children along because your marriage is not only about you. It's about generations yet unborn. Mm -hmm. Is that the... If you have a dad who goes to church and just sits down and just wet the pew, I mean, what kind of legacy is he leaving for the children? Then you have children who says, Daddy, we two were just sitting down along with you in church. We're not going to do anything, you know? Mm-hmm. So these are the things that we need to look at before we decide. If he's genuinely born again, mm-hmm. he would definitely be involved in some of the church activities that shows that we're really giving back to God for the awesome things God has done in our lives. Another thing you also want to consider is the fact that people lie and they will lie about a lot of these things. So what you really want to do is to go before God, do some spiritual detoxing, as my mom would say. So do some spiritual detoxing, go before God and, you know, fellowship with him and ask him, is this person truly a born again Christian? Can, should I, you know, really move forward with this person? Just have a one-to-one, heart-to-heart, spirit-to-spirit conversation with God to really, really discern and find out if this person is truly born again. And thank you, Josephine, because this also takes time. Everything we're saying today is not something you need to do within one month or two months or three months or four months. It takes time. It could take six months. It could take eight months to really be able to get to know the person. 
on a spiritual level. Another thing you also want to consider is, is association. Most times we are attracted to people who are like us. So you want to look at the friends that are surrounding this particular person. Are his friends, are they born again Christian? Or he doesn't even have any born again Christian around him. That's a red flag for me. You want to know his association, the people he hang out with, the places he goes to, his priority. What does he do at his free time? How does he invest into himself? What does he do to invest into himself? So these are the various things that we need to really consider before we go into a deeper relationship with someone. And like Josephine said, go before the Lord. He's your daddy. He desires to tell you, to reveal things to you much more than you know anyone else. Go to him and say, God, I really want to know whether this person is a child of God or not. And before we wrap up this podcast, I really want to know, tell, say that, you see, not all born-again Christians are your wife. Not all born-again Christians are qualified to be your husband. It, we need to take it also onto a deeper level. After you've affirmed that this person is a born-again Christian, is a child of the living God, then the next question you want to ask God is, is this the person you have ordained me to spend the rest of my life with? Is this my right partner for life? Is this my soulmate? And we will discuss that later on. So we had uh, one question from one of our listeners, and we're going to answer that now. Um, there are about four questions in total, but because of time, we'll only answer one. So the first question is, I had a question, at what point in dating should you involve your pastors? Also, oh, <laughs> I said, also when is the next episode coming out? Okay, the, the only question there is, at what point in dating should you involve your pastors? Okay, thank you so much for ask, asking this question. Um, at what point, I will definitely say as soon as possible. And it also depends on the relationship you have with your pastor. If you don't have a deeper relationship with your pastor, if you have somebody who is your mentor or a good friend who is like a prayer partner with you, all these people are qualified to know as soon as possible. So I would say as soon as possible. And the reason for letting them know is not because you want them to manipulate you or tell you what to do. It's just for them to be able to pray along with you, offer their insights and their suggestion, and also to support you spiritually. That's the main reason for that. So if you're very close to your pastor or to your cell leader or to your departmental leader or a best friend or a mentor, I would say as soon as possible. Just tell the person, so so person has approached me regarding dating, could you just pray along with me? And even as you go along in the relationship, you want to get that person involved too. I also think it's very important to let your pastors know that there is no commitment whatsoever in terms of like getting married to this person. So they don't apply too much pressure on you. <laughs> I just want to make that clear. Josephine is actually talking from experience. <laughs> yes. So just make it clear that there's no commitment. We are just, you know, friends getting to know each other. And also, I think people are very, very particular about telling their pastors because they feel like once their pastors know, they just take over everything. Like, 
the the two people who are even trying to get to know each other aren't even really getting to know each other because the pastors are too involved and controlling everything. So not all pastors are like can you. you. Can you elaborate? <laughs> can you elaborate about that? Just elaborate about that. What does it mean to be too involved in it? I mean, like if if maybe one of the person comes to you and tells you about you know this person, the pastor will be like well, tell this person this, tell this person this, or tell this person this. Like, the, the person themselves don't even have a say in what, like, what in what they want to say. Like, it just, I don't know, I don't really know how to word it, but they just take over the whole process, and the people who are trying to get to know each other don't even get to know each other. So. Okay, I mean, I believe there are pastors who are listening to this podcast. <laughs> I think what Josephine is saying is, back off. <laughs> no, please don't back off, but just tone it down a little bit, yeah. a little bit, yeah. just to get them to know each other. I think I've made that mistake in the past, too, yeah. you know, yeah. where I kind of felt <laughs> like, because in my days, you remember the first podcast we did, I said, there is nothing about dating. Once you're showing your parents somebody, they naturally assume that you're engaged to the person. Yeah. And, but recently, I'm beginning to learn that, you know, dating process is a process of just getting to know. Mm -hmm. There's no commitment. So pastors, you know, leaders, you know, mentors, just know that there's no commitment at all. Yeah. It's just on the spiritual level alone. Mm -hmm. But where I will get really worried is, if you say you're getting to know somebody on the spiritual level, already you're going to the house of the person, already emotion is involved, you are all over the person, then who is deceiving who? You know, because it's just getting to know the person on the spiritual level. You want to avoid every, you know, thing that will kind of mess up your emotions you want to avoid that you want to minimize your contact with this person because the whole idea of getting to know somebody on the spiritual level is for you to be able to make that decision objectively by the leading of the holy spirit but once your emotion is involved you're in love head heels over in love with the person to even get to know the person on the spiritual level might be really be difficult because the emotion could be very very strong I hope we've answered your question and we'll answer the rest of the questions uh, next week. So, yeah. Thank you for joining us in this podcast and we will see you in our next episode. <laughs> Bye and God bless. God bless you. <laughs>